clear the throat here. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another Spinistry chat. Timing is good for this one. Uh, seeing lots of posts and questions about this in general. We're going into the cool weather slash winter season, depending on what part of the country, what part of the world you're in. Uh, basically, we're talking Texas-ish area. So, uh, yeah, if you're in one of those really cold northern climates like Oklahoma, Tennessee, or California, or even further north than that, this may not pertain to you. Uh, but for Sunbelt type riders that aren't used to riding in temperatures under 50 or 60 degrees, I know folks have a lot of questions about stuff like this. We're going to make this as quick as possible, show you some basic guidelines to work with. I see a lot of people asking these questions, new, newer cyclists, folks that don't typically ride in some cooler weather. It's actually really easy to do. We can ride year round in Texas. Doesn't matter if it gets down to 20 degrees, but I understand folks need to build up to that. So we're gonna show you how to do that and, uh, and take it step by step. Basically, it's all about layers, but a couple things I wanna point out is we're talking about cold and windy right here. We're not combining wet with it. If there's any sort of precipitation, that kind of takes things to a different level. Personally, I can ride wet and warm. I'm okay with that. I can ride wet and windy. I'm okay with that. I can ride cold and windy. I'm okay with that. But you combine cold and wet, I'm out. Other people may have different opinions. Uh, but this is for cold weather riding, basically 20 to 60 degrees. All right. So let's roll into this. First off, we have an Amazon store. This is a quick spot for folks to go to and see the different things we're talking about on a general basis. I'm not telling you to buy this specific stuff. We'll talk about the individual items in here as well. The idea is to give you a guideline of what types of products to look for and I'm actually gonna point you to some other partners, hint, hint, that have some good stuff, but we also encourage you to go to your local bike shop. But we also recognize not every bike shop has everything when you necessarily need it. So if you just need one of these things really quick for a ride this weekend or something like that, maybe Amazon's a good outlet for you. Maybe you can go to one of our other partners. We definitely encourage you to visit your bike shop when it works for you. Uh, so this is amazon.com. Uh, slash shop slash spinistry. This is our Amazon affiliate store. Uh, over here, I have a cold weather gear section, and this is what we're going to go through item by item. If it lets me, there we go. And I'm going to talk about this in general and talk about the specifics of each. And the way this is laid out, this is kind of the progression of items you want to have as temperatures start getting a little uncomfortable, a little cool down to cold, and how you build upon each. Hopefully that makes a lot of sense. So we'll do this one step at a time. Uh, again, this really doesn't apply if precipitation's involved. It does apply if you get some unexpected precipitation. Uh, mountain bikers, realistically, mountain bikers, if the trails are dry and you're ready to ride, you're pretty much good to go because you have typically a lot of windbreak. It's really wind, even when it's down freezing or less, just with some basic layers, just some with some basic wind protection, mountain biking, you're going to be good to go. 
if you're riding for an hour or less, a lot of this stuff doesn't apply. This is really meant for people that are doing longer rides, typically two hours or more. Obviously, if you get over an hour of riding, you start getting into where cold temperatures can become very uncomfortable. But if you're riding for an hour or less, just some basic layers just to get out there. As long as it's dry, you should be pretty good to go. Uh, so let's start with our first item. It's a neck gaiter. Uh, this is like, this is all weather. This applies to everything. This works in the sun, this works in the heat. This is like your first layer of protection regardless of the weather. And this is a pack of, I think, eight different kinds in different colors. Uh, this is just, here we go. So there's the different things you can do with a neck gaiter, okay? For cold weather specific, and I have my spinistry neck gaiter here, uh, basically you just start really simple, like that. And throw it up over your ears. That's a first layer of protection. A little bit cooler. Cover your chin and mouth. Next layer. Cover your eyes. Put your glasses over. I mean, cover your nose. Put your glasses over it. And realistically, you're good down to 40 degrees, maybe even more, uh, with just a basic neck gaiter. That's like the first level of protection there. All weather, all temperatures start there. It's a first level of layer. Uh, next, next layer we talk about is wool socks. And this is also, a, realistically, it applies in all temperatures. This is not just a cold weather thing. Wool socks are fantastic. In high temperatures, low temperatures, they work magnificently in all of them. The one thing you need to be aware of with wool socks is they're typically a little bit thicker. So if you're wearing cycling shoes specifically and they're on the snug side or fit right, uh, once you get into wool socks, you might be making your foot compartment, your toe compartment too tight. And that's something you don't want to do. So just be cognizant of that. Next level, full finger gloves. And again, what we're talking about here, this is all temperature. This is from 100 degrees plus down to sub-freezing. You start with these layers. Full finger gloves, just regular full finger. Basically, once you get under 70 degrees, you probably want to start looking at something like that. Realistically, it's the extremities, and that's why we're starting here. It's going to be your nose, your toes, your fingers. Those are the things that start cooling down the quickest with, with the wind with the wind chill. And even wind chill starts at under 70 degrees. You start noticing it, you start feeling it. Realistically, most of us need to start kicking this stuff in around 60 degrees or less. Again, 50 miles an hour wind and at 60 degrees, that makes a big difference. All right, so uh, the feels like temperature, the wind chill, gauge by that, that'll kind of help you set your thresholds. And that's kind of where we're starting at. We're starting at this 60 degrees or below, you really start need to put these first layers on. Everybody's a little bit different. I know there's some people, particularly Central Texas folks, anything under 80 degrees and you're, and you're freezing. I get it. Uh, me, I'm one of those. I'm a little warm natured. So 60, 50 degrees, that's when I start noticing it. Everybody adjusts accordingly to your own personal uh, temperature. But around 60 degrees or less, you, you want to be looking at full finger gloves, having some sort of ear protection, most likely, and wool socks are going to start coming in handy there. You get down under 60, 50 degrees. Again, the extremities. You might look at putting toe covers on your shoes. 
Another thing that will work, hey, just throw some duct tape on there. Throw some painter's tape on there. Cover the vent holes. That will actually make a big difference if your toes start getting a little cool. Now, you want more than that at freezing temperatures, but 60 degrees to 45 degrees, maybe just a little bit of tape over the vent holes or just some basic toe covers will do the trick. Also, under 60 degrees, and again, we're into layers now, the next one, start pulling in the extremities, maybe some arm, warm, or arm warmers. That starts kicking in at that first layer there. And again, everything we're showing, showing you here is for example only. We're not saying these are the items you want to buy specifically, but hey, if you need just one of these things real quick, the ones I've, I've chosen for this shopping page are the ones that seem to have some pretty good reviews if I don't know them personally myself and at a bargain price. Um, I'm one of those. I like to try out a low-end version of a product to see what I need, what works better for me for a higher end. So sure, I'll buy some $15 toe covers or something like that, see how those work, and then when I want to go to that next level and get a full booty or something like that, I have a better idea what I'm looking for. Makes sense? Nothing wrong with starting out low end to better qualify what you need when you make the real investment is the way I, I look at it. So arm warmers are next on the list. Again, this is layers. The beautiful thing about arm warmers is you can put them on if you're chilly. And a big thing about riding in cooler weather, colder weather, and a big mistake a lot of people make when they first get into it is overdressing, putting on too much. You need to start with realistically with as little as you can get away with where it's layered and where stuff comes off or down or unzips easily. Arm warmers are fantastic for that because you can put them on, start the ride. If, hey, 20 minutes into the ride, you're warmed up and it's like, wow, 60 degrees really isn't that cold. The wind's really not blowing. I'm actually kind of building up more of a sweat than I'm comfortable with. You just roll them down to your wrist and you have wristbands and full ventilation. Arm warmers are, are great like that. And next on the list, leg warmers are as well. And the big thing on leg warmers, particular, particularly some of us older type folks uh, with the older joints and things like that, uh, it may be, it may make sense to keep the knee covered even if you're starting to overheat a tad bit, but then you can just with leg warmers, just roll it down to just above the knee, keep the leg, the knee insulated uh, but you get enough ventilation on the thigh if you start warming up. So arm warmers, leg warmers, realistically, that's probably good down to about 50 degrees. Bear with me. I thought I had notes on all of these. I guess it doesn't show on this page like I thought it would. No big deal. Down to 50 degrees or so, uh, arm warmers, leg warmers. You start getting below 50 degrees, we kind of start going to that next level of, hey, Let's start looking at adding some more layers. A basic wind vest around 50 degrees makes a big difference. Okay, not talking a full jacket, not talking a puffy jacket, anything like that. Just a wind vest because you've got the you've got the long sleeves from the arm warmers and the leg warmers. The wind vest actually blocks that. Uh oh. Where'd that go? There it is. We'll fix that in editing. We'll fix that in editing. 
lost the microphone there. Magnet didn't hold. Okay, so the wind vest makes a huge difference when your chest is catching the wind. And that's literally what it's meant for. It's not, it's meant to break the wind. It's meant to stop the wind from penetrating through your layers. Around 50 degrees, a wind vest starts coming in very handy. Anything more than a wind vest, again, you're looking at maybe overdoing it, overheating. Overheating's worse than underheating for most riders, quite frankly, particularly if you're doing a long ride. Next one, again, we're talking layers here. We've covered the wind, or we've covered the chest, we've covered the arms, we've covered the legs, fingers, toes, ears. Starts getting under 50 degrees. Bailey, hey, chill dog. Oh, good grief. Hey. the one that jumped in front of my legs. Okay, uh, where were we? So we've covered all those basic extremities, including the chest. Once you get below 50 degrees, down towards 40 degrees, you might want another layer just over the, uh, the shorts area, so to speak. You can start feeling a breeze in there, even with some good shorts on, even with a good base layer on. So maybe some over shorts aren't a bad idea at that time. Uh, it's also not unheard of just to throw on an extra pair of, sh of shorts as well. Just that extra layer once you start getting in that 40 to 50 degree range in the shorts area can make a big difference. Over shorts do the trick. Another, another layer of chamois shorts if you're into chamois. Uh, some people will put on leggings that just go over their shorts at that point or they will, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, next layer after that that's when you really want to look at a long sleeve jersey. You start getting down towards 40 degrees, a long sleeve jersey makes a big difference at that point. Over 50 degrees, a long sleeve jersey might be too warm. If, if, if you've been riding for a couple hours, you might, and you, lots of times you can't pull the sleeves up. You're obviously not gonna be able to pull them down. So the long sleeve jersey, maybe uh, around 40 degrees, you might wanna start looking at that. And what you can also do if you are cold natured, there's no downside to putting on arm warmers over the long sleeve jersey. Give you that next layer of insulation, you warm up, you can again, roll the arm warmers down to the wrist and up and down as needed throughout the ride. Again, down towards 40 degrees, that next layer, instead of just toe covers, you probably want to look at a full booty over your shoes and your ankles, makes a big difference. And then also around 40 degrees, 
uh, that's where you want to start looking at the insulated gloves, the thermal gloves. Now, be super cognizant of this though. When you go to that next level of glove, when you go to an, a truly winter glove, you want to make sure it's windproof. That's super important. Waterproof starts being useful then as well. But what can happen once you go to that level of thermal gloves, your hands can get sweaty and it actually becomes counterproductive at that point if, you're, if your hands are drenching, soaking wet inside the glove. Um, that's something you don't want to happen. So usually what I recommend is if you think you're going to need the thermal gloves, carry the lighter gloves as well, the full finger gloves. And that way, if your hands start overheating, you can switch gloves or if it warms up throughout the day as well. Uh, it can be kind of miserable if you put on the thermal gloves early in a ride for a long four or five hour ride and your hands are just soaking sweat. The gloves are dripping an hour into the ride. So just be aware of that. Don't just immediately jump to those thermal gloves. Windproof is good. Waterproof is typically good, but usually if it's more waterproof, it's also more likely to hold in the moisture as well. Uh, also, you start getting down uh, under 40 degrees, down towards freezing. That's when you definitely want to start looking at maybe thermal tights, uh, thermal bibs, that sort of thing. Uh, and there's different layers of insulation there. So we're, we're, we're basically down to freezing, and I haven't even mentioned a full jacket yet, a coat. Lots of people start there. Hey, let's put a coat on at 60 degrees. Most of the time, these layers are going to give you plenty of insulation, particularly when you start moving and start warming up. The main thing is the wind protection that you want. As long as you're not getting the wind penetration, your body heat's going to keep you warm. It's, that's basically the way it works. It's extremely comfortable to ride in the cold with the proper layers. Cover up the ears, cover up the toes, cover up the fingers. Everything else takes care of itself, generally speaking. You start getting towards freezing, maybe a little bit extra. Uh, along those lines, when, when I recommend a jacket, I recommend, let's see if this shows it here. I think it does. There we go. I recommend something that's packable. All right. Uh, yeah, if you get into sub-freezing temperatures, you, you want something, you know, worthy of an Eskimo or something like that. But realistically, mid-20s and up without any moisture, uh, a packable jacket that you can throw on later. You don't start with the jacket on. It's, I'm riding for a while and my other layers aren't quite doing it. I can pull out the jacket, unpack it, and put it on. Or where a jacket like this really pays off is if it's, if unexpected precipitation or moisture comes into the mix, that's the one thing. If it starts getting wet, you need a waterproof jacket at that point. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If it's cold and wet, you need that waterproof protection. You want the hood. Um, that's And as long as you have the other layers underneath the waterproof and wind protection, you're still going to be, if needed, you're going to be good in sub-freezing precipitation just to get back to the staging area or home or whatever else you need at that point. Uh, next layers, if needed, realistically, this is kind of going next level, which we typically don't run into in Texas riding, but some people 
you know, are a little bit more cold adverse than others. Uh, maybe a skull cap. And I'll be honest with you, some winter cycling boots make a huge difference. I can't say it's a worthwhile investment for most. I actually picked up some secondhand that it was like, eh, I might need these someday sort of thing. And if it's under 50 degrees, the cycling boots are almost my go-to. It's, they work very well. I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that. My feet never get toasty, toasty where they're sweating like crazy. Uh, but they never, when I have these boots on, they're never cold. Uh, so that said, I do have the booties as well. And those work really well. And they're good down to freezing. But for me, since I have the boots already, there's never been a downside to putting them on if it's cool out. So some folks may want to consider that. Again, Amazon.com shop. Amazon.com slash shop slash spinistry takes you to this store. It is our associate store. If you buy something here, we do get a commission from it, but that's not the point. This is just to point you to the general stuff you want to build the layers on. That takes you through the process. Realistically, that said, a couple recommendations. If your shop doesn't have what you're looking for at the moment, or you're just looking for some cool stuff, our friends at the Black Bibs, I love these knickers, and they're actually at the moment on sale. Who knows when you're seeing this? But in November of 2022, these are on sale for 68 bucks. I have these knickers. These are absolutely amazing. Everything from the Black Bibs is absolutely amazing. Stratton and our friends at Black Bibs and Starlight Apparel, hey, that's where this neck gator comes from. We're huge fans of them. Um, another one we're huge fans, our friends at King Technical Apparel, kingtechnicalapparel.com. Wool socks, they have fantastic wool socks as well. Highly recommend those. And other goodies, and this jacket right here is an example, Pearl Izumi. Again, if your shop doesn't have everything you're looking for and you've tried, the Pearl Izumi stuff is good, but it's also the stuff that I like to try out something on a lower end side to better dial in what I'm looking for for a permanent solution. So that's where this jacket comes from. Again, I have the booties, the shoe covers. I have those from Pearl Izumi, and I have some Pearl Izumi arm warmers as well. Uh, really good stuff there. We'll have links to all of them in the description as well. But visit your shop. See if they have everything you need. If they don't, visit our Amazon shop. Just a list of stuff that you might need. Visit our other friends here or shop wherever you want to. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, please post them in the comments. Any thoughts, please post them in the comments. Spread the word, spread the love.